Hello, we are back with a special bonus episode. And, you know, I make these, I, I typically try to plan out my content, but sometimes content just creates itself. Um, so I actually had some time to write this out before I got on the mic, but anywho, I'm going to dive right in. So um, earlier in the series, I did a piece on enforcing your boundaries in the black home as an adult and setting a little context there. Sometimes in my 31 year old body, you know, I'm an adult, I'm taking care of myself, I'm on my own. I don't really ask for much. And when I do it seldom, sometimes I struggle um, seeing myself as an adult in the eyes of my elders. And I know that's really true. Um, or, you know, kind of similar within Latinx households as well. So I have a really, a lot of really good friends, um, where it's like, dang, like they would say things like, I don't even want my mama to know I smoke, or I don't want her to know I'm talking to this guy or this or that. And it's like, it even got to me like coming to the point where I'm like, I'm the same way too. And I'm like, dang, I don't want my parents to know that I do some of these things too. It even gets all the way down to, um, when I first moved out on my own, I was afraid to open more than one cereal box or I would always watch the dip. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, this is my house. I bought this stuff. I have the luxury of doing with it what I please. So I've definitely gotten better um, and loosening those shackles of black parenting. <laughs> so I try to do things um, with my son very firm, um, but different, right? So... He definitely does have freedom of choice most of the time, and I try to present it in a way to, that's easy for him to comprehend. So, you know, he's only seven. He can't comprehend big level, you know, high level decision making. So this particular episode is talking about boundaries and parenting. So I think everyone knows that when your parents become grandparents, they lose their damn mind. It's like they forget all rules, all everything. That part is okay, but the part where a lot of us struggle is things that we enforce in our household is sometimes not respected by our elders. For example, um, if it's something minor that they did at home, like didn't do a chore, um, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, he can come over here and play. Um, if it's something major, like um, get in trouble at school, oh, no, he can still come over. And it's like, no, you know, no, absolutely not. The punishments and the consequences that I have here has to be carried out and respected. Even if you don't agree with it, you have to respect my decision because I look at parenting like this. It is my job as a parent to not only sometimes make decisions on behalf of this person. So this person can't even make decisions for themselves. So it's my job to teach him how to make decisions, how to be independent and not shield him and protect him from consequences. That's called enabling. That's why we have a lot of grown people walking around here feeling entitled and that's not what I want. So I clash with my parents a lot. And if you have a sneaky child like mine, that is just very, and you know what? Let me actually, let me, let me backtrack. I want to speak life into my son. I mean, that, that was bad of me. If you have a clever son like I do, let's speak life and positivity. 
a clever son who is very determined and persistent to get something that he wants, he will scheme and trick um, to do it. And sometimes it does cause conflict. And what brought this episode is um, very recently, um, Christmas night, I believe, he asked to go by his uncle's house. And he begged me to go over there, like, I want to go over there with my cousin, Um, please, we want to play Roblox. So, like, I contacted the uncle, and he's like, yep, I'll drop him off in the morning because I have to work. And he's asking all of the questions that, you know, a logical adult would do. So, he's like, what time is his bedtime? Does he eat meatballs? Because I was going to make meatballs. Um... Does he sit down and watch movies? I'm going to put him in a tub. Like stuff, stuff that his own, unfortunately, father does not even ask me, you know. So, and he's been there before. So, and he lives four minutes away. So I feel very comfortable. Um, And my son going over there because, you know, if there was a concern, um, he wouldn't ask. You know what I'm saying? Like kids are avoided with places that they don't want to go. So, um... He knew that he still had Christmas presents at my parents' house. And my dad was working on a car, so I'm like, we're going to have to go the day after Christmas to go get him. So I don't know if he called them or if my parents called him on his little cell phone that they got him. (laughs) Um, And he just put it on so thick, like... I always have to go places I don't want to go. I don't want to be here. I just wanted to come there. And then so they called me, obviously, right out of care and concern. And they're like, he sounds so sincere. And they were definitely giving me that vibe that they were going to go pick him up. And I'm like, y'all, he's he's fine. (laughs) He's fine. Literally begged me to go over there. And I'm like, bottom line is he's trying to get those Christmas presents. And I was immediately frustrated because, you know, and impressed that my son would go through such great lengths. And obviously he doesn't know what he's doing, he's seven. But I would say to my parents, and I'm like, you have to dig below the surface, like go a little deeper. Like bottom line is I wouldn't put my son in harm's way. And you know, their whole thing was, well, if someone told him, Um, If someone hears him saying that, you don't know how they would treat him, which is very true. But again, bottom line, I wouldn't put my son in any situation that's harmful to him. So that is just kind of interesting to me where at first I wouldn't do that. When he was a baby, I would go pick him up. And, you know, I got to protect him. I got to shield him. But um, thank God for books (laughs) because I really try to drive myself to provide the teaching that I did not receive myself. So it's growth and I'm enforcing that growth and it's uncomfortable for some of the people around me who are culturally used to kind of raising the child alongside the daughter. And it's not to say that I'm shielding help, but I have to do this in my household, he has to see me as an authority figure. He has to respect me and you have to get on board with what I'm doing. Um, because life has consequences, right? So, um, if you have to write lines, then you have to write lines. If you have to not play with your toys for the day, then that's just what you have to do. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I never use homework as a punishment either. Um, because I want him to enjoy homework. So that's just a little caveat there. Like, don't use homework as a punishment. You don't want your kids to hate it. (laughs) But 
sometimes it is very hard um, with parenting because, you know, when he was younger, we would go to my parents' house and he would do things like climb on things that was obviously dangerous, but, you know, he's a kid, he's going to climb. And I would tell him to get down. And then my dad would cut in right away like, he all right, he's all right. And I had to have, you know, several conversations to say, hey, you can't usurp or undermine my authority as a parent. Like, if I'm not here, fine, whatever. You know, you're going to take them children's because I'm not. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to become a parent again. Like, you going to watch them get hurt and you're going to take them children's. Thank God he never got hurt. But anyway... Um, so then after the conversations weren't working, cause it would be something as small as he can't have any soda and you know, he, a two year old giving himself away, like <sighs> coming from the kitchen. And I'm like, you can't do that. So then I had to start being, um, a little bit more active and he can't come by. He cannot come by. I'm sorry, but he cannot come by. He's on punishment or he did this or he did this. And because I knew that the punishment was not going to be enforced in another household, he would have to serve out his punishment here. We would have a restorative justice chat um, in comprehending what he's done. We would talk and then he would be able to go back to, you know, go in a papa house or whatever. So... I say this to those millennial parents out there, especially single parents or um, parents of, with overbearing in-laws and, and just overbearing parents in general. And it's just stay firm, stay strong, trust your decision. Sometimes my parents had me doubting my own decision making and you know what's best for your child. And think about what, how you were raised. You may have had a great childhood, but... There are some things that we can always improve and evolve. There are some things I'm sure that you would have done differently or would do differently. For me, it's allowing my child to have a voice and express healthy emotion. I don't mind when he's stomping around sometimes. As long as he's not hitting me, he can express his anger. He doesn't have to bottle it up, but it has to be in a healthy way. That's off to himself, and usually he chooses the form of writing down what's making him angry, or he'll sit quietly for a minute and then he'll come talk about it. So, things that I never got to do or was taught and had to learn in my adult years, um, and now that I'm in my 30s now, I can definitely say I don't know it all, um, but I'm definitely a bit more grounded in my parenting and a lot more firm in my boundaries. So I leave you with that. Definitely tune in um, to more um, thoughts as they come. But this is the wrap of This is 30 Season 2. But you definitely can stay connected with my thoughts on either of my social media pages or you can email me with more ideas and I can do another show. But I do thank you for listening and supporting. I am signing off. Remember, always speak your truth.